0: so how do you achieve financial freedom gain wealth and live life on your terms that is the question and here is the answer i'm ag osborne welcome to cash flow to freedom Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. I am so excited about today's guest. I got to be honest with everybody, too. I hope, first of all, you'll all forgive me because Jan, who I'm bringing on here, I may have invited him more on for my own curiosity, and I wanted to ask him questions and learn from him. I think he has some really awesome stuff you guys are going to love, but I got to tell you, I'm so excited about this one because... For any of you that know, I like to travel. I also, though, have four kids and a wife, and I don't like spending tons of money on anything except investing in business. So <laughs> for me, um, travel hacks is important. I use points and credits um, to try to travel, but I don't do it very good. We yeah, we have lots of a point uh, points because we run it through a business. But there's so many tricks to the trade, and if you do it right, there's just so much stuff you can do with uh, the programs and offerings between hotels, all these kind of stuff. So for those of us entrepreneurs that you love to travel, you want to travel on a budget, you want to learn more about how to – there's just so much things here we're going to get into, and that's why I asked Jan to come on. So with that, guys, I'm gonna bring him on. Let me get him on here, and uh, we're going to start asking him. You guys are gonna love this. So I'll bring him on, Ed. Jan, welcome. Hey, man, thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. You like have the funnest subject in the world to talk about, right? Like I, I'm talking about like self storage, and people are like, "Oh, dude, I'm falling <laughs> asleep." Right? It's how I put my kids to sleep. I'm like, "Hey, do you want to hear what Daddy does for work?" And they're like. Sure, Dad. Two seconds later, they're out. Um, so you talk about all sorts of stuff, though, that people are really interested in. And I know that you have, you know, you have, you're you're very prevalent online, and a lot of people come to you to try to understand more of this. But why don't you tell our listeners, kind of, you know, what you're doing and 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 how you got into it? Because you're only 25. So. Tell everybody how, how in the world did you kind of get down this path and, and what it is that you do? Yeah,
1: man. So it was it started off with a really, really bad situation, which kind of forced me into learning what I know. But what I'm doing right now is I've built my life and business kind of around my lifestyle and what I want to do, which is go travel every, at least every other week. Not during the quarantine, but the majority of the time I'm traveling around, making content, hosting events. I just love doing all that stuff. I'm obviously, you know you can't be doing that if you don't have any money. At the same time, uh, and it's expensive. Twenty nineteen, I took about one hundred and forty flights. Uh, totaled would have totaled about half a million dollars if I paid for them. Now this is the travel hacking side. So instead of paying half a million dollars for all those hundred forty flights. The majority of them being business class flights. I paid probably no more than four to 5,000 bucks, like in, in small taxes and fees here and there. So that's just giving you an idea of what travel hacking is. It's basically leveraging credit and non credit travel hacks to get flights and hotels and car rentals for free. And instead of spending the money on the travel, you put that money back into your business. So the other side of it is I actually started with. Uh, uh, doing single family, uh, duplex, fourplex stuff. Uh, I was funding deals more so than actually doing the deals. Because I had no idea how to do the deals. Yeah, I just partnered up with people that were consistently profitable. And because the other side of what I do is borrow money from the banks and be able to do it for free. I don't pay the banks any interest at all, up to about a quarter million dollars. And with a quarter million dollars, you can start doing deals here and there, you know? Yeah. So that's how that's how I started making money. I was doing real estate deals. I was funding small econ deals with Amazon. And it all started, uh, you know, it, it all started from there. But what the, what the main goal right now is I, I put all the single family stuff aside and I'm going into multifamily real estate. Um, I'm looking at it as you know, with this, with this quarantine, potentially we're going to be headed lower into a recession in the next year or two. Multifamily real estate is probably going to be the best opportunity in that time. And I don't want a single tenant or if they move out or on one of your podcasts, some guy said, if the roof is out, then your cash flow goes from hundred percent to zero percent. I don't want that. I've been a landlord. It's a pain in the ass. I want multifamily real estate. Because I've now scaled my credit and my banking relationships to a point where I can go and do multifamily 20, 30 unit deals. And the main goal of everything is to cash flow and go do whatever the (laughs) hell I want, which is to go travel the world, be wherever I want to be, not pay for that travel and put all that money back into the business, scale the cash flow and continue doing whatever it is I want to be doing.
0: You just blew a lot of people's minds because it was like opening up into an investor like candy jar. So you're talking travel. You're talking investing, multifamily, banking relations that give you credits that you don't have to use. And two, you're doing all this stuff. With hacks, most people have they look at it the opposite problem. They say, "I don't know how to get money. I don't know how to do this, and traveling's too expensive, so I don't do anything." You threw that all out the window and said, "I'm just going to figure out how." So now everybody on my podcast, all of you that are listening, are saying, "How the heck, How are you doing this?" Right? So you're only 25. I, I'm you know I'm dying to hear. So what I want to do here, first of all, why don't we start off and go through? So I want this this conversation. To be a progressive topic, we're going to start out on the traveling. We're going to go to creating credit and getting access to capital to then do deals. Because, you know, I I do that too, but I have assets and things to back it up and everything. So I'm like, whoa, this is awesome what you're doing. So And you do the same thing I'm doing. Like I fund e-commerce business, um, service businesses. And that my real estate deals, which I then, um, I, but I own and operate them, you know, and so I, because I, I like doing it um, and I think I'm good at it. But for a lot of people, once again, cash flow to freedom, this is about passive income and control. So whether you want to work on your own deals or whether you want financial freedom, but most people have the money problem. So let's start at the first here and then please tell us your ways.
1: Um, last three years have been absolutely crazy, but everything started seven years ago when I was 18. Uh, I took my first ever trip by myself without family helping me out, without anybody helping me out. Uh, went to, went to Thailand. I spent 3000 bucks. Uh, this is all the money I had, but somebody told me, it was one of my mentors at the time. You got to go travel when you're young. If you want to open up your mind, you want to have new experiences. You just want to be a lot more well-rounded, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I took a trip to Thailand, spent every single penny that I had. Bank account was at like, like three bucks when I when I came back. Uh, but the point is, Thailand was an amazing experience for me. Like I've traveled with family before, but it was it was way different traveling with uh, with one of my friends being 18, just got out of high school, and I'm you know I'm in this place by myself. Uh, it was an amazing experience. So I came back and I'm like, damn, I got no money and I can't do this again. I got to go back to boring college, which I went, I have two degrees, by the way. In uh, what? I got a finance degree from Berkeley and I got a marketing degree from uh, San Francisco State University. Turns out those things were completely useless. <laughs> completely, completely.
0: <laughs> but the cost of it uh, was probably super real.
1: It was uh, very real. Very real. I think a hundred grand I spent on that. And when I came back, uh, I'm like, man, I, I gotta go do this again. I gotta go travel again, but I got no money. I was doing these hustles at the time. Um, I was doing like fitness training. I'm all about fitness and working out and health. So I was doing these classes here and there that was keeping me afloat. But I I never ever wanted to work for anybody. That was my whole main belief. If I wanted to become an entrepreneur, You got to go full 100% into entrepreneurship, never work for anybody. Um, I'll tell you why that was the biggest mistake that I've ever made. So with the travel hacking side, when I came back from Thailand, I had a little white envelope in my mailbox and it said American Express on it. And it said, if you spend $5,000 in the next three months, that will give you a hundred thousand points that you can use for travel, for flights. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to go. I want to go travel again. So let me figure out how to meet this 5,000 bucks of spend. Um, my buddy wanted a laptop, so I bought it for him. He gave me the cash. I met that spend, got 100,000 points. And two months later, I did the same exact trip again, except now the flight was paid for with points. Uh, hotel was paid for with points. And we had a car rental for a couple of days, points as well. And the only thing I paid for was food in Thailand, which as you might know, is <laughs> crazy cheap. And I came back And I'm like, man, I'm out of money and I'm out of points now. So I'm in the same position. But then I started thinking, there's got to be a way to continue doing this over and over and over again. And that's how I got into travel hacking. I started learning how to get points, how to get statuses, how to continue doing this over and over. How do I maximize the points? How do I go and do stuff without points? How do I get... 2019, I lived at the Ritz Carlton for three months because I didn't pay anything. It just got to was such an advanced level of travel hacking where the hotels that I was staying at, that I was staying at which are usually 600 bucks a night, became cheaper than paying rent at my place, which I was paying like 50 bucks a day for. So just to give you an idea of where it got to in a couple of years. And from 18 to 22, during the time I was in college, I would make deals with my professors that, hey, I'm going to come in the first day. I got this situation where I can't come into class all the time. But if I take the test, the midterm and the final, uh, are we good to just pass me on these classes? And that's exactly what I did. But during the time, I was traveling the entire time. Got into travel hacking uh, very, very deep, so to speak. And I was traveling like every single month. Keep in mind, I'm coming back to U.S. I'm making a little bit of money with my hustles, doing fitness classes. I was doing focus groups. I was literally doing like a taste testing crackers and stuff, and giving my opinion about it, just to get a little bit of money, just to just to pay for whatever I had to pay for, and then go back to traveling. I was having such an amazing time, and by the age of like 21, I'm flying first class to Dubai, and life is like, you know, I'm posting on my Instagram. A twenty-one-year-old flying first class. If you buy twenty-thousand-dollar first-class seat, and little did they know I'm making like less than ten bucks an hour at
0: the time. At the time. So that, uh, classic Instagram, but that's awesome. I love that. I mean, that's I, 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 it just, I, that's something I wouldn't do. Right, I, I'm sitting here going. I have like all these businesses, I have all these real estate. I'm like, I can't afford first class trip to Dubai. That's a massive ticket. It's not worth. It. And you're over here, you flying first class to Dubai, and you know you didn't even have a steady job. You were like picking up. That's incredible. That's so cool. Um. So how how'd this work? How'd you figure this out? How are you getting these?
1: Uh, there's something called manufactured spending. This is basically turning credit into cash. And making it look like you're spending money, and so this is how I started. There's a bunch of different methods. They get advanced. They get basic. They change, uh, whatever. Just, just uh, for the for the listeners, just understand that there's a way to get points without actually spending money. The first hundred thousand points I got by buying somebody's uh, laptop when they paid me back. It's kind of a very basic form of manufactured spending. You know, maybe. Uh, maybe th- there's one basic method that people used to use. It kind of works, kind of doesn't. Uh, but just, just to give you guys an idea, uh, you buy gift cards, you want to minimize the amount you pay for the gift card. It's like a 395 fee. Then you turn that gift card into cash by buying a money order and then, uh, depositing it to your bank. It's gotta be a different bank. So the other bank with the credit card, doesn't see the purchase. And then you kind of funnel this money around, make it look like you're spending money. You just turn it as cash, pay back the credit card. Very basic method, a little bit of a risky method. I don't even recommend uh, anybody uses it. It's just so that um, so that you guys understand how it's done, kind of the basic idea. And that's what I started with. There's there's methods that I get into travel hacking, even without credit, like getting statuses, getting flights, hotels. A lot of that stuff even can be done without credit, maneuvering like employee benefits and stuff like that without actually being an employee. There's a lot of crazy stuff. And uh, the travel hacking world is massive. And that's how at 21 and 22, I'm flying first class, taking uh, Instagram photos of like, I'm I'm sitting in first class, I think I was on a flight to uh, London and they were serving some crazy sushi and pouring champagne at the time. Uh, and I'm like making a video of this. I'm like, man, I don't I don't know if I'm in a simulation or a video game or whatever, but this is freaking awesome. And I took probably, I traveled to probably about 25 or 30 countries uh, from 18 to 22. And, you know, when I was coming back and going to college and classes, it was all cool, or whatever, but I was so stoked on the fact that I'm like traveling around the world. Life's amazing, uh, but here's where, here's where the tide turns. It goes from amazing to not so amazing. Matter of fact, it was uh, rock bottom for me. From 21 to 22 and a half. I've accumulated a bunch of uh, available credit, maybe 100,000 100, bucks worth, because for getting points, you gotta learn how to open up credit cards, a lot of them, and how to maximize the points. So at the time, I think I had about twenty credit cards, and a hundred thousand bucks in available credit. And as I mentioned previously, I've always wanted to work myself, be an entrepreneur, start a business. And so finally, I got a little bit, uh, I got a little bit uh, tired of traveling because I'm like, you know, I've been doing this, but I'm making less money than than uh, yeah. anybody I know. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, it's um, I'm out of college, but by the time I uh, got my degrees, couldn't get a job. Obviously, I'm like, all right, well, I figured that. <laughs> so I, I applied to a bunch of different places. I'm like, well, obviously, nobody replied to me because these degrees aren't worth shit. So I'm gonna go back to uh, doing entrepreneurship, which is what I wanted to do in the in the beginning. And I started trying to do five businesses or six businesses at one time because I saw on YouTube, on Instagram, all these guys are driving Lambos and they're killing it. And I assumed they're probably not travel hacking any of this stuff because there's not many people that travel hack at a level that, uh, that I do. And so I'm like, all right, this guy does Shopify. This guy does Amazon. This guy does real estate wholesaling. This guy does social media marketing. uh, Ty Lopez. And so I did all of these (laughs) things at once. Because I thought if I did all these things at once, something is going to stick. Now here's the, Here's the very uh, critical mistake that I made. Um, I had no income to test with uh, to start any of these businesses. I had 100,000 in available credit, which I thought in my mind, I've got 100 grand to work with to make something work in one of these businesses. Six or eight months later, I'm an 82,000 bucks worth of credit card debt. Paying the banks four grand in interest while I'm pulling in maybe about three thousand bucks a month, is that? It's four grand a month. Four grand a month in interest. Oh, wow. Yeah. And wow. I'm pulling in about three thousand bucks in income. Just I'm I'm like I've maximized the amount of hustles I can do. Uh, I'm I'm doing like sixty hours a week, <laughs> just like trying to make all these businesses work. Yeah. And at the same time, doing fitness classes, swimming classes. Doing focus groups and research groups, you know, testing fucking lotions and stuff like that, just and making a lot of money.
0: Bucks. Yeah, just something. And at the same time, I was living
1: in San Francisco.
0: Oh, uh, and I mean, you. So can you're living how- in the most expensive place in America. You have four thousand in interest. You have five startups that you've never done before. That you learn from online. Wow, man. Like it's amazing you didn't have a nervous breakdown.
1: I'm a positive person, naturally. Um very resilient. I think that's the only reason you know I'm here today. Uh got out of that situation and not not have
0: been completely broken by it. But and it's well, awesome. I mean that's entrepreneurship, right? You no. fail, you fail hard and you keep going. How'd you how'd you pay it back? Did you just Did you stop the businesses and go work or did you just pick one? I mean, how'd you get out of that?
1: Well, well, let me tell you, the travel hacking mindset really saved me because I figured out how to not pay rent. And if I was paying rent, I I don't know how how the hell I would have got out of that situation. How'd you not pay rent? rent? I wasn't paying rent because I got a property. And instead of renting it out uh, as a whole...
0: I kind of divided it. It was, it was. A you house stores. hacked. I house hacked. Yeah.
1: Video. And so for.
0: See, for this This years, is was... entrepreneurs. This is just, you're just like the ultimate entrepreneur. You're like, listen, I'll just figure it out. I don't have money. I'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> I want to spend all my money on a business. Well, I can't pay it. I'll figure it out. I'll just get somebody else to pay for it. So I, I love, I love, first of all, I love the mentality. And I love that you got yourself in this huge hole because I've been there. And um, it was way worse than what you had. I've had millions and I screwed the freaking crap up. And I, same thing, dude. It was like, I got to figure this out. And it was just, just start figuring it out. And then the obstacle becomes the way. And I I just, you're getting me excited. This is awesome. Okay. Keep going. Keep going.
1: So I'm 22. I got 82,000 bucks worth of credit card debt. Uh, I'm losing a thousand bucks a month just on interest. My (laughs) debt is just I'm just saying 82, because 82,000 is because when I came home from uh, Japan, I went to Japan for two months, ignoring my whole situation. I'm like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, so you're just like, this is the worst thing ever. I can't get out of this. I'm so like, I've got to go to Japan. And you went to Japan for two months? That's so I was, hilarious.
1: All, all morning, I went to uh,
0: Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto. And, um,, now, and, and sit- let me get now let me get this straight. You did it off of points, probably, so you didn't pay for it. I didn't pay for it now <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, keep going. This is great. It did get expensive when
1: I went to Kiroro, yeah, it's not cheap in I, Japan. It's not cheap at all. i I could get the hotel and the flight and the the car., uh, but the the snowboard rental over there it, it got expensive. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I couldn't hack the food either. So.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm loving this. And, and I came back
1: and I say 82,000 bucks was because when I came back from that trip, uh, I counted up all my, all the balances that I had and all the collections I was being, uh, I was already in collections by the time. Cause I couldn't make payments anywhere. Yeah. So I was in collections. I was being sued by like two companies and the total, when I just sat down for a couple hours and just totaled everything up, it was 82,000 bucks. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> my situation's pretty fucking bad. And re- that's that, that kind of the moment I realized that, hey, I'm making less money than I'm paying in interest just to keep my debt at 82,000 bucks. And I obviously can't get a job because I tried applying for a hundred different places and nobody even got back to me. Given that I have two degrees, Jeez. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, this this is tough.
0: Yeah.
1: In my mind, I could, I couldn't even see a Way possibility out. of getting out of that situation.
0: Yeah.
1: And it got it, like it really put me down for for like a week. I was just sitting there, just at my place, waking up at like two p.m. because I didn't want to wake up. Yeah. And I'm like, man like I don't, I don't know what to do
0: you know, it's like, I don't know. It, this is so interesting because um you know i I've, I've been there and for people that haven't been in a, in this situation where you know same thing this the, about nine, ten years ago same thing like you i was in a position where i'm like first of all how did i get myself how how did i get, get myself into this then i started feeling stupid like you knew better you shouldn't have done this and then there was no way out and same thing you you you're literally you're like, you like just can't even get out of bed because you're like it doesn't matter what I do I can't get out and I don't see any options it is like the most horrible thing in the world it's like the world ate you up and you can't get out um it's i you know for people that you know haven't gone down entrepreneurship that haven't And it's it's hard to imagine when you first start that you can get like that. But then when it does, it's hard to imagine a way out. So I just really want to stress that point. I know where you're coming from. And it's probably, it was the worst position spot I'd ever been in in my life. It was the worst that I'd ever felt. And I was, and I became paralyzed from head to toe. It was worse than that when that happened to me. I mean, it was, I, I know what you're talking about. And it's, you're just, you feel worse than worthless and there's never an escape. So yeah, I just want to point out that you're in a rough spot. I know exactly. Can't get out of bed. So how did you motivate yourself? How'd you, how'd you, how'd you solve this one? Right? I mean, you're used to solving problems. You're used to, Oh, I won't pay rent. I'll travel. How'd you solve this one
1: for a lot of people and myself at the time, the situation had to get, like almost life or death for me to actually go and make some sort of crazy moves and, and figure this one out. I think a lot, I think why a lot of people stay in a uh, state where they're not making any moves or, or changing is because their situation hasn't got bad enough. Yes. I think that's it. That, that's why like growing up in uh, middle-class America is, is very dangerous because you got food, yep. you got, or, you got schooling. So why would you, you know, make any changes? Yeah. Humans literally are like that. I mean, if, yeah. if you are not- Comforts old, killers. Yeah, I mean, being comfortable is, is terrible. And while travel hacking was awesome, you know, flying, flying first class everywhere, traveling everywhere, made me feel like I was winning. And everybody was telling me that I was winning because they're seeing me fly around the world uh in first class and drink champagne and eat sushi. So you
0: shower. oh I didn't even you have this public persona that not only are you successful, you're murdering it. You're out there like living this life that the average human could only dream of. All in the while you're eighty-two thousand dollars in debt, losing money every single month no escape. And inside you have all of this just crushing on you. You feel like you can't talk to anybody about it because you have this persona and you're flying around yet. You're stuck. Wow. See that was, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's, that's a rough spot, man. It wasn't like, it wasn't like
1: I was, I was losing and people knowing and it was obvious I built up this persona. Of like I'm I'm a winner, you know? I'm a winner. Uh, I'm crushing it. Things are only gonna get better, but yeah. In re- in reality, the situation at the time was uh, was bad, and so it got so bad that I was thinking about leaving the country, going back to Russia, because I'm I was born in Russia. I came here when I was seven. I still got family over there. That explains so- your name,
0: <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your last name. So say your last name again. Stavisky. There you go. Yeah. So I'm like. I'm, I'm sitting in my car. I, I even
1: remember the street that I was on. I'm sitting in the BMW that I bought thinking that was going to motivate me to get out of my situation. <laughs> I, bought a, I bought a Beamer when I was like in 70K worth of debt. I'm like, I got to get this Beamer. It's going it's to mo- motivate me. Oh, of-
0: man. <laughs> You're killing me, man. For reals.
1: I swear. I swear.
0: <laughs> okay. Keep going.
1: And I, I'm sitting in my car. I'm like, I'm like, fuck this BMW, man. I don't give a shit about this thing. I wish it was just gone. Cause I'm, I'm paying 400 bucks a month for it too. And. Oh, geez. I'm and, and a
0: thousand. So you just bought an extra $400 a month of liability and you're, you can't, you're a negative a thousand a month on just interest. Okay. Yeah. all right keep going just make sure I'm, i got this all right <laughs>
1: yeah. keep in mind the businesses are losing money too
0: oh yeah that's right yeah you can't can't forget the <laughs> the, the capital losses in your businesses okay
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: yeah wow uh, And keep in mind my all, all this there all these collections uh my credit score now went from like a 750 when i was like 21 to a 490 at the time so here, here's where things took a turn for the positive. The situation got so bad for me. I'm like, I'm like, I got two options here. Uh, either you literally leave the country because you screwed up your situation so bad, or you make some drastic changes, completely different, completely different from what you were doing, uh, and fight this out and figure out a way out of this situation. Because up to this point, uh, you know, I told myself you you figured out some pretty uh, pretty serious uh, problems. I'm pretty sure you can figure this one out, even though it seems completely impossible. With with the information, with the knowledge, uh, and the experience that you have, it seems impossible. But you got to make some some sort of moves. I was listening to a podcast. Ten minutes later, I'm like, let me let me start off by kind of changing my mindset. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was Grant Cardone's podcast. And I think he had a guest on there or, or it was just Grant. And somebody was saying, if you want to become an entrepreneur, and if you want to have a successful business, you need to learn sales. And I remember this line. He's like, let me drill it into your head. Sales, 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 sales. I'm like, it it, it hit me somehow. I'm like, all right, I've, I've thought, for the past four or five years that becoming an entrepreneur means going at it by myself, hundred percent, never working for anybody. And that's how it's going to be done. My experience tells me that's not the case. And my experience tells me that starting five things at once is also not a very good idea because it's going to land you (laughs) in uh, a much worse situation, feeling hopeless, feeling like you're not going to make it. And so I uh I started looking for for a job, not specifically a sales job, but when when I couldn't find a job again, I went back to the same podcast and the guy's like, remember, sales, 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 sales. And I actually stumbled on a a it was like a meetup or or a hiring event on the way to one interview that I was going to, and I'm like, let me just stop by here. Let me just stop by. It was on the way and I ended up really vibing with the people that were at this event. They were doing a hiring event for a cryptocurrency startup. And turns out they came from Moscow and they speak Russian and they were here to hire somebody to run their U.S. operations. I went back. I I was I was very good at creating creating a persona and, you know, appearing like I was doing doing well. So I'm like, this looks like a good opportunity. Let me let me kind of like, let me kind of like bring myself up. I slapped my face a couple of times, so my face was now kind of like instead of pale, it was like <laughs> it was nice and red. It looks like I had energy. Keep in mind, uh, I just got out of the gym. I'm in a tank top and shorts, and I'm in my gym bag. And I was just about to go change to go for this other interview, and I'm like, I you know I don't know what this event is. I only found out it was a hiring event after I walked in. And I walked in and there was like 30 or 40 people wearing suits around a table in a, in a kind of like a glass housing. Uh, it was in San Mateo, uh, in, in the Bay area. I was at a VC VC firm. I should have known better. <laughs> so <laughs> I walked in and I'm like, my, my mind was just like kind of blank. So I just walked into this meeting, shook everybody's hand. Everybody was looking at me like I was a freaking maniac. This dude walks into a, a room full of people in suits He's wearing a gym outfit, just got out of the gym, hair kind of a mess. And he says, what's up? And shakes everybody's hand. And everybody's looking at him like, like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And so they're like, can you just step out of the room? We're doing a hiring event. And that's when I realized it's a hiring event. I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) And so I step outside, but during that time I realized these guys are Russian, they're from Russia. And I speak fluent Russian. I'm from Moscow. I always spoke Russian with my parents, friends. And the guy comes out, turns out he's the founder of the company. Uh, He was the one that was like, can you step outside? He's like, whatever, what you did was very weird, uh, but here's the task that we're trying to uh, get everybody to do to determine who we're going to hire. I'm like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, no problem. Give me five minutes. Let me prepare I didn't ask him any questions, nothing like that. I went on my phone. I did as much research as I could about the company. And they were, they were asking, which companies should we have listed on our exchange? It was a cryptocurrency exchange. And why? And I just did like, I was, I was all about crypto, by the way. Like I, that was my hobby. I got into Like crypto trading, using credit, lost all that money. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I knew a decent amount about crypto and when they said to go and, and do the presentation, I started the presentation in Russian and then I finished off in English and they were like, there was like a 30 second pause. I wasn't sure if it was a good or, or a bad pause. And the guy goes, "Where can you start? I'm like, I, I try to seem more important than I am. I'm like, let me just take care of my uh, my other businesses. Let me uh, you know, give me give me give me a week. <laughs> he was like, all right, so a week goes by, I start the job, and here's the very critical move that I made here. two two moves actually. I dropped everything I was doing. the all the startups, so to speak, that I was doing, I dropped all that shit. I dropped everything because I, I knew that this opportunity, Probably could get me to where I want to go because it was a startup. It was a small enough business where I can actually learn the business, get close to the founders, learn how they run the team, how they do the marketing, everything uh, on top of the income. And more importantly, it's a sales job, which I know I need a sales skill. So I knew I needed to put all my efforts into that. The other thing I did was I started learning credit because I understood I'm getting screwed by the banks like crazy. I, had a, I have a 490 credit score. I'm paying crazy amounts of interest. The banks are just increasing the interest every time I don't make a payment. How is that helping me make, make payments? I mean, it's, it's insane. So I'm like, I got, I got to get my credit straight and I got to focus on the sales job. Six months later, I'm number one in the sales company by sales. I'm pulling at about 10 to 15,000 bucks a month. I'm honing down my sales skill. My environment is becoming much, much better than it was before. Because before, it was, I'm hanging out with people that are just kind of like very average people or losers. They were not doing anything. And so the other thing I was doing was learning credit repair every single day, four hours a day. I'm thinking, how do I get rid of my interest? How do I get rid of my collections, late payments, derogatory marks? So six months later, uh, I'm, at, I'm at zero dollars net worth i went from negative 82k in net worth but at that point six months later i'm worth nothing and that was probably the happiest day of my life since taking my first free flight back at 18 years old
0: those were like the two very very you're, at a moment's the life. best day in your life, which is so funny to hear on an entrepreneurship show that the best day of your life was when you were worth nothing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. So now were you just, so did you do like debt consolidation stuff where you were trying to get lower interest rates and consolidate it and pay it off quickly? Or how, how did you pay? Or was it just simply you were taking all your income and paying off as fast as possible? No.
1: No, debt consolidation in in the regular sense is making a deal with the bank or the collection company for a smaller payment just to keep that account as paid in full. But the reality is debt consolidation in uh, in the normal sense doesn't do shit for you, even if you pay off that account, because the account itself is a negative account. A collection account is still a collection account, whether it's paid or not. The only difference is they're harassing you every single day to pay it. It does not better your credit score. It still stays, stays on for 7 years as a collection. Same with the bankruptcy. I was um, I was debating bankruptcy like for for months. Everybody was telling me, just do a bankruptcy. Just do a bankruptcy. All these bankruptcy lawyers, they just they want to make money obviously. They get a fee like you just do a bankruptcy. Just do a bankruptcy only seven years and you'll be back on track. Something was telling me that was not the right move.
0: And I can, I can tell
1: you right now that no matter what situation you're in, bankruptcy is not
0: the move. You know, it's so funny because, you know, after the real estate crisis, we had assets and our home lost a lot of money, things like that. And so many people were just BK in it. And I just didn't you know, didn't feel good, obviously, are right about that. So um, me and my wife, we, we paid for the losses, right? We paid for the losses. We, we, we never did any of those things We never declared bankruptcy. And then all of a sudden, three years later, banks need to lend. There's nobody to lend. Real estate is cheap. And lo and behold, our credit was not only intact, it was really good. And the banks knew that we paid off at a loss. Um, it's amazing how that comes back around now i'm buying i was buying things at like pennies on the dollar so it, oh, yeah. it pays off
1: 100 percent. even if you got 80k half a mil a mil in debt it always makes sense to figure out that situation and avoid bankruptcy <clears throat> so 30 or 40 30 or 35k i paid off with my income The rest was collections that I completely wiped. So debt consolidation in the regular sense is consolidating uh, to get the collection or negative account charged off account to say as paid as agreed or consolidated or whatever. It's still a negative remark that you don't want on the credit. Yes, you can remove it later on. But what you should do in the beginning is consolidate it with a written confirmation that that account will be removed or the negative remark will be removed. You gotta understand that collection companies buy the debt for 10% of of the account. It gets written off, collectors buy it for 10, 15%. And if they're profitable, which is very easily done for them because they're collecting 25% or 30% and they're good, They want to make their profit. They have the ability to remove that account, stop reporting to the credit bureaus. So you want to, if it's a big account, at least, if it's like a 10K account, you can consolidate it with a written confirmation that this account will be removed. And in a lot of cases, they'll do it. If it's a small account, uh, it's, it's much better literally to not pay it at all, particularly because when you make a payment, that validates the debt. The only reason they harass you every single day on a phone is, well, there's two. One, they want to get you to make some sort of a payment because that legally validates the debt. And two, they don't want to send you paperwork because a lot of times they have mistakes on your account. Name, birthday, account number, account start date. If you go and dispute that mistake with the credit bureaus, that invalidates the account and that is is a reason for removal. They don't want that. That's why there's no paper trail in in the beginning. And what you should do is if they harass you on the phone is you say, Hey, look, I'm going to work right now. Legally. They cannot call you. If you say you are working, making money and they're stopping you from being able to make money to pay off your debts. I'm going to work right now. You are stopping me from making money. Any communication should be done in writing from this point forward. Now they legally have to send you a letter which you can check out and see if there's any mistakes on the account, which if there is, you can go and dispute that with the credit bureaus. To, I mean, credit repair, it's a pain in the ass, but it's a very straightforward process as long as you learn of the ins and outs, the small details. And well, Once, once again, know, this, co-
0: this comes down to, dude, what makes, you know, obviously you – you and what's made you successful and frankly, too, got you through hard times, right? We all have this, but you're figuring out solutions to problems. You're figuring out, listen, I know that the world says at the end of the day, you got to get a job. You got to get a degree. You got to get a job. You get paid from that job. You pay your taxes and your things, but most people don't understand that that's actually not the way the world works at all, right? Right. Just because a collector says you have to pay and make a payment today doesn't actually mean you have to do that. Just because, you know, there, it's, you know, whatever it is, 3% of the tax code actually involves paying taxes. The rest of it is all about not paying taxes. The tax code is made to not pay taxes, not to pay taxes. And it's, these are, these are you know, themes and stories that we're told that we accept as the real world where you're like, okay, I understand that. I'm going to not accept that. And I'm going to figure out another way. Um, I love that. That's just, it's, it's great. You're, you're not letting the system work you.
1: Everything started by the way, from travel hacking, everything. Yeah. Cause you learn, there's saying. other ways around this. There's other ways. The Tesla, the $140,000 Tesla sitting in my garage is free. By the time that I drive it for a year and I sell it, it's going to be a car that i drove $140,000 car that i drove completely for free because of the of the mentality that i have that started with travel hacking maneuvering around ways that i can spend less that i can write off more that i can not pay all that stuff started with, with travel hacking that's why everybody that's listening they got to they got to they got to get travel hacking not only for the free travel but for having this mentality of maneuvering around, uh, around things that you believe to be true and that you were told to be true, but are not actually the case.
0: So So you're still working your job though, right? You're, you're paying this off. You're selling. So the key to this credit problem, you say, I'm not going to make payments. I'm going to pay it all off. Right. But you're also looking to find uh, screw ups from them and saying legally, these screw ups don't work. So I'm going to dispute them, and did that work? Did you get them disputed? I only paid about thirty five thousand bucks
1: of my debts because these were open accounts in good standing. The rest were in collections. The accounts were charged off. I removed all those without paying them. or or I consolidated to like paying maybe twenty percent of the account and 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 it with hit off. you it didn't it didn't hurt you It didn't hurt me because i I negotiated a removal of the account upon payment, and then I went back. So so what I did on these bigger accounts, I said, "Hey, look, I can make the full payment given that you send me a confirmation in writing that you'll remove this account. When a debt collector hears that they're going to get one hundred percent of the debt, they'll do whatever it takes to get that money. So I started getting confirmations of the accounts um, that they'll remove the accounts upon receiving payment. So I kind of like let off some slack. Let's say it was like a rope rope war, so to speak. I let off some slack. They sent me the confirmation that I wanted. And then I called back and I'm like, hey, I just lost my job. I can only pay 30% uh, today, but I need a, a written confirmation, which the payment was, wasn't going to come in today. I, I knew that because I needed that letter from them. They already sent me one.
0: I just need another one. Just send me another one. I'll make the payment. Bam. They did it again, and you paid 30 cents on the dollar, and they removed it. Yeah. Where most people pay full, and they don't even remove it. Yeah. And it hurts them. Because a lot of times, so
1: just, I mean, there's so many details in credit repair that you got to learn. I can just, like, throw them out. But here's a couple of important ones that will uh, uh, be useful to a lot of people may be listening. If the collection account is over four years old, there's a statute of limitations to where if they haven't received the payment in four years, they cannot cannot legally collect. Additionally, the debt collectors generally don't have the original furnished documents from the original creditor that you signed to be liable for that debt, which is why they harass you to make a payment to legally make you liable for that debt. So just like a lot of these things, people don't know. It's not out on Google. You just something you've got to really learn, uh, testing by yourself or learn from somebody that's been through yeah, it. This
0: This is a perfect example, too, of how knowledge is power. And people don't understand that. But it really is. Knowledge is incredible power. So, okay, now you've got this paid off. you still got your job. Where'd you go from here?
1: Got the sales job for, I had it for about a year and a half. So we're six months in where I'm worth $0.
0: Party in, life's great, I'm worth nothing.
1: Life's great because I have a sales skill. I got a startup that I'm working at that I'm learning the business. Not that particular business, but I'm learning how to run a team. I've got employees under me now. I understand how they're doing the marketing, how they're doing exposure, how they're building partnerships, how they're hiring and
0: firing. Which that's the true value in jobs. And, And like you know, we talk about that a lot as in your, the value of a job is not your paycheck. It is not. It's what you learned there. And if you make it your paycheck, then you're not getting anything out of it and you'll be stuck forever. But I love that. So you're learning, you're adapting, you're seeing how they're being successful. You're seeing what makes them, you're gaining all these entrepreneurial skills and you're getting a first, like you're getting the best world experience in entrepreneurship and you're getting paid to do it on commission because i am
1: doing a sales job
0: yep. that is commission only basically that's I, don't, I just that's how i started out too that's I, yeah. I still have it but i that's how i did that for years that's how i started it's the, it's the best way because you're getting paid for the value that you bring to the company yep and it's that not like- that creates i i, I like Sometimes I wonder, man, why I'm like, why do I see things so differently? Why do I not like I see people talk a certain way and I'm like, that's not how it works. And I realized early on that my sales job trained me. You front load work, you get paid after, and you get paid based upon results and results only. So I can't sit in a chair and keep it warm and still get a paycheck, right? And that cornerstone of that education. That is what makes entrepreneurs succeed. They realize I have to do the work and I only get paid after the result. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. So you're, you're killing it too. You're the top sales guy, right? You're, you're moving along. It's a year and a half now. It was, uh, all this, let's say, let's
1: kind of back it up. Eight months, 12 months in, I want to be the number one salesperson because that's how I'll get close to the founders. Yeah they're gonna notice the number one salesperson. Yeah. They're gonna keep him close. Yes, I was doing all these meetings, high-end high, high meetings, and third or fourth month, I ended up at Mike Tyson's old house in some VC fund event. There was three billionaires at that event. I'm like, man, my, my environment really, really Change. took a turn yeah. in four months. I went from hanging out with people that are looking for the next fucking college party to go to, to, to drink, Uh, beer to keg stands to hanging out at a vc party mike tyson's old house
0: uh with three billionaires yeah at that event i'm like that reshapes it reshapes the way you see the world huh it reshapes your thinking it's that exposure to those kind of environments um it, it it makes changes And you, and and you got to get into it. That's the thing too, is you knew what to do to get into it, to make the connections and everything. And then you worked for it. It's not that you were just brought in. There was a guy that told me at that party,
1: it really, like it really got my mind working. It made me realize what kind of potential I have at that point. He's like, I don't know who you are, but if you're here, you're somebody. And then he's like, nice to meet you. And we had a conversation. But that was like, I'm in a room where people are making moves, big, big moves. And when you know, when I was worth zero, the, the day that I paid off all my all my debts, I realized the potential here. I had the skill, I had the understanding of how the businesses run. I'm I'm having a better, uh, I'm having a better understanding of how I can start up my own business. And more importantly, I realized how powerful my knowledge of credit is now because my credit is now like 750 or 760 at the time. I got no debt. I got no collections. My banking relationships are on point, even though I've burned a couple of bridges with like, I got like, like two or three banks that, that were in collections because they'll still blacklist you for like seven years. However, the collections were not reported on my account, nor were the charge-offs. And so the powerful thing here I realized is that I can leverage credit now to make, uh, to make money for myself. I can go use the bank's money to go make money for myself. And the main key is borrowing money from the banks without paying any interest. It's not like millions of dollars you can do that with, but you can do it with a couple hundred thousand dollars. And that's enough to start up a- Start up any business, any any startup, and the basics of it is you scale the zero percent offers that banks offer you. You know, like zero percent credit card, but you have to scale it in in a way where you don't get uh, where where you don't get those credit cards in the beginning. You save it towards the end. Once you've already scaled your credit lines, the personal, the personal credit, then you then you leverage that to scale the business credit where there's also zero percent credit cards. And you wait to get those towards the end. I, I emphasize that because banks market those cards in a way where they don't have to give out free money, meaning money without, without any interest, because they make those cards free, easy to get. And that's why everybody applies to them as their first cards, like the Chase Freedom or the Slate or like Amex Everyday. Everybody takes those cards as their first cards because they believe. That's where you got to start. And they get a $1,000, $2,000 credit line. That's what the banks want. They don't want to give out free money. They want to lure you in so then you can go and get their more expensive products and pay the money without them having to fork out twenty five
0: dollars in zero APR. So get, and, give, give me an example so we can understand this. Give me an example uh, of what you did or, 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 or just what to do. So here's an example.
1: Some of the guys at my sales job or I met through the sales job, We're doing real estate. They were doing that from stuff from single family to fourplexes, and they were doing flips at the time. I had no idea about real estate, but I understood how to borrow money and the amount of money that they needed. They needed anywhere from like 25 to 75 k in cash for flips, because as you might know, getting uh, loans for flips is quite difficult, and if you do, it's the APR is stupid high. And so I started, uh, I saw an opportunity here. I knew how to borrow money from the banks without paying interest. And I saw an opportunity and I saw a problem that they had that I could solve. And so I started lending, uh, lending them money for these deals. Of course, I took collateral, uh, like, like w- w- one of the deals I did, I took one of their cars. Uh, as collateral if, if no payment was made. But I only did these deals because I saw that they were profitable back to back to back to back to back.
0: Now, and so, but you're saying you use the credit cards? Yeah, exactly. Explain how you, how, how, how does that, you're taking these zero interest credit cards. Yeah. Okay, walk, walk me through. Sorry, I just want to make sure our listeners really understand how you're pulling this off. He's got this investment that's going to be profitable. You realize it's a good investment. You take collateral on the car you've got this brand new zero interest payment out of the mailbox card. And yeah. how do you utilize that to buy a property?
1: Uh, you So, so there's uh, different methods on how to do it, but you want to uh, liquidate that credit line into cash. There's plenty of different methods to do it, but just for the listeners, uh, just understand that that's possible and you can do it, you know, worth paying a little bit of fees uh, with the very advanced methods. You don't pay any fees. So I was liquidating those credit lines into cash and funding those deals, okay. or at least part of the deals. Yeah. And then I was making a percentage uh, on the money, whether it was a percentage uh, on the interest or a percentage on the deal. And I started kind of get, getting into more and more and more of those.
0: Now, how, the, how did you pay it back? Because you have your credit that you've now achieved. Um, and you invest in the deal that's making cash flow. Do, how do you pay? Because that, because that capital is in the deal. How do you pay the credit card back? These were flips. Oh, right. So upon completion of the flip, you pay off the credit card. Got it. Okay, got it. Exactly. Yep. I had enough
1: cash flow from the job coming in to where I could make the minimum payments.
0: Yes. So, so th- you weren't taking. So you're taking two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You're liquidating, put it in. But if it did turn into credit, you've got your job, so you can pay for the credit anyway. So it didn't matter. But you're turning around and in flip. So it's not like you're doing something super dangerous like you were before, because you're like, all right, if the flip doesn't make as much, or if the credit, you've you got a great paying job. You can make the minimum payments, so it's worth the risk to take. I get it. And I got collateral. And you got collateral. You can take exactly. So then you can go take their car and everything else like that, and sell it uh, to pay off the to pay off whatever's left over or the credit line. Okay, that makes sense. All right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. If I did it without a job or if I did it without collateral, just trusting the person, that would be a very risky, stupid move, and that would be something that I would have done back at 22. Now I'm. Uh, it, it's crazy this is a 12, 12 month period where uh, i'm in 82k of debt and 12 months later i'm doing i'm doing six figure real estate funding deals and i'm making 10 to 15k a month of my sales job it's it's a
0: you're a totally different world it's not even the same thing yeah i mean it feels like it feels like 10 years of difference yeah
1: Get Yeah. The same?
0: in one year and I, I started, I started making money here and
1: there. And by the way, the quarter million bucks is like something, uh, just like a, a an example of how much you can get as 0% APR if you do it correctly. Yeah. I'm, I wasn't doing quarter million dollar deals. I was doing like thirty, sixty $60,000 deals. I can't, I mean, unless they had like a Rolls Royce or something like that, I can't take a, a collateral for like a quarter, a quarter million bucks. Yeah. 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 But I was making a couple thousand bucks a deal here and there. And after some time, I started making more money or just as much money doing those deals than I was at my sales job. And I'm like, this is a pretty, pretty important time here because I'm making money here on the side, leveraging the bank's money, not my time anymore to go and make pretty much the same amount of money I am at my sales job. I'm like, I, I, I think it's time. I think it's time to go and do my own thing because now I got the sales skill. I more or less understand how to run a team, how to run a business, how to do the marketing. And my entire goal in the beginning was to, go, to do whatever the hell I want to do and more importantly, be wherever the hell I want to be and still make a decent amount of money. My my original goal was just to make as much money as kind of the higher class uh, American and just be doing whatever I want to be doing, which is like traveling the world, uh, continue travel hacking, getting free flights, but still making a decent amount of money, you know, 100K, 200K, that was enough for me in the beginning. And so I went full on, uh, I 100% in credit, continue doing these deals, I got into some, uh, some e-com deals, some guys doing Amazon that needed more capital. And instead of teaching them how to do it, I just kind of funded the deals. Again, I made a percentage, took some collateral. Everything, by the way, all those people that were doing those types of businesses, they were all from my sales job. I just kind of connected with them through the, through the sales job. I was going to events in person. I was always asking, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, you know, Building relationships. And... This is what I came back to travel hacking again. Now I'm like, all right, it's, it's kind of time to uh, get at my original goal. And now um, I'm like, I'm about to turn 24. And now I'm back to the flights. I'm back to traveling like every other week. I'm still making over six figures. And like, it, it feels pretty damn good. I'm, I'm like, damn. I did that for six months, traveling like every week or every other week. And I got tired again. I'm like, all right, I got to go. I got to go do something. Got to go do something. And so in 2019, of, I think it was like February of 2019, I went to Grant Cardone's Growth Con in Miami. And every, at, at the time, I continued, I continued you know, posting stuff on my social media. It was the only thing I was talking about to people. And my goal at the event was talk to 600 people during the span of two days and uh, I didn't know what I was, what kind of value I was going to bring to them. I just knew I had to bring them some value and I got to sell something. The first day I sold ClickFunnels, which, which if, uh, yeah, Russell sorry.
0: Brunson, he lives actually right next, right. right oh, no right kidding. Down the road. Yeah. Okay. No yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so I was selling ClickFunnels the first day because I didn't really know what, what to sell. Couldn't sell real estate funding deals. Uh, so, I sold a bunch of those in the beginning. I was like, "Hey, here's my funnel. Uh, this is awesome for your small business." Um, I, sold, I sold I sold like 60 ClickFunnels accounts, which which continue to pay. But the whole purpose of my sales job and all that stuff was to do my own thing. And the second day, I had a kind of light bulb go off because everybody the first day, while they were you know buying the ClickFunnels, they were asking me. You know, you're selling me this ClickFunnels thing, but you're telling me you, you took 120 flights last year for free. Why, why? Why aren't you, you know, telling me about that more? Why don't you get like a like a program or something? And so I decided to start a um, online education business, uh, and I called it the Inner Circle. I didn't like. I had this kind of bad perception of people making courses and whatnot because yes. they, make it, yes, you know,
0: yeah, no, absolutely.
1: So I wanted to do something where it's, uh, it's, it's a course, but not really a course because they get support, they have contact, they get questions and I'm like, what can I do? So to this day, I don't have a website. I don't have a funnel. I have yet to do paid advertising and the online education business, uh, from that day has done over seven figures. And what I did, just to give you an idea, like, like how, how fast it scaled from that day, because I, I built one of the businesses, that particular business, around my lifestyle. Something that I love doing, that other people want to do, and I made a business out of it. And, and, and so, so what I did on the second day, I had to talk to 300 more people. And so I'll, I gave them value on the, on the uh, business side of ClickFunnels, I'm like, here, just you know, take my funnels. But here's what, here's what I do. I do travel hacking, uh, credit repair, and leveraging credit to do real estate and econ deals. And I'm going to, in the next week, I'm starting this uh, program and I want to do a test group. I want to do a test group and it's going to be a thousand bucks. I don't have any content yet, but this is why it's a test group. You're going to have my number. You can ask me any questions. You can call me, whatever it is. And I got seven people out of those 300 that I talked to pay me a thousand bucks. They paid me a thousand bucks. The next week I put out content on credit, on travel hacking, and on credit repair. Pretty much kind of like, I I just sat down for like 10 hours and put out everything that I knew. And And I put it in Instagram, close friends. I didn't put it on a website. I did that because on Instagram is where everybody's sitting. They're not sitting on a website. They're sitting on Instagram all the time, not on Facebook, every, everyone has migrated to Instagram at the time. And Instagram Close Friends is a way to kind of uh, divide content from the public to a list of people that you want to see that content. And a week later, I called every single person. They were all asking me questions during the time. And I called them up and I'm like, so it's been a week, you've gone through the content, I can see you asked a bunch of questions. What do you think of uh, this information that I put out. Two guys two guys are like man like thousand bucks way worth it. Like what I, what I learned just on the travel hacking side those two guys wanted the travel hacking side. They were like man I mean, this, this is crazy. I, I spend like 15 grand a, a year on flights and now that information is going to save me at least 14,000 bucks. Yeah. So I can do it in, in a grand now. And one of the guys, he was like, "I would have paid five grand, because the money that I'm going to save in interest going forward is 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 worth tens of thousands of dollars." The other guys were like, "It's it's awesome. I got I got nothing nothing negative to say, because the majority of people, you know, they learn stuff, they don't execute for a long time, or they just don't execute. So I had some of those people, but the point is." all of the feedback was positive. And I told them, if the feedback was positive on this test group, then I'm going to
0: start this business. And so that's what I did for the last 12 months. So you went to market, you tested it, you, the customers gave you their feedback. Did you up your prices? Because the one guy said 5,000?
1: I, I upped the prices later on for, for kind of different aspects of the of the program there's you know there's upsells and whatnot but the base program stayed the same at a thousand bucks um until last month so going forward it's it's two thousand bucks but for 12 oh so so here here's a here's like what how do i put this um for the first month i wanted to show as much value as i possibly could yeah more than a thousand bucks. I'm like, the only way this is going to be successful is
0: if I show way, way, way more value than than the total sales, right? You got to blow them out of the water. You got to, you got to make them say, this was a great decision and give them the value. Like that's, that's true sales. Not, not like, not swindling, not making them up. Like you're selling a product, you wow them. Uh, right off the bat. And then from there, they, you know, it's great for them, you, everything. That's, that's perfect tactic. And is it a con- uh, continuity program? Do they stay through? Yeah. It's a thousand bucks lifetime access. Okay. Oh. So I, and see, I like it, you know, and I we, when I look at people, cause I agree the course things and that, which I've made a course, I don't even talk about it. It's it, it, you know, but I, the problem with it that i have is i went to a mastermind and i take courses i just had an i just bought an online course uh, last week that i took um, but the problem that i have is is success isn't made from i sit down and watch 4 hours of videos it's a learning process and so like that's why i went and did an inner circle just like you did with self-storage because I'm like, I can't, you're not going to be, it's not like I can say, here you go. And you're like, oh, I answered all my problems. I'm good. Like I need, it needed to be ongoing because that's how success is. Right. When I bought my first thing as obviously you, when you started out to where you are now, that didn't happen on a course that happened over time and you had to grow through it. Right. Oh, and that's what I, you know, I like masterminds. I, I, I've been to one and everything, but it was a two day thing. Everybody went home and then they just kept doing what they were doing anyways, right? And I so for me, I I'm a part of an inner circle with a large group and we meet every single month. We go over things for like 2 hours and the value to me on that, which I spend, you know, a lot of money every month to be a part of is incredible. Way more than these other ones. So I I like that uh, that approach for education. I think that's a great way to go about it. Yeah, because
1: I knew I knew personally the the progress that I made, the most progress that I made, it was always a ongoing process where I'm I'm in myself, I'm asking questions, not just like content where I'm like, if I don't understand it, like then then that then that's it, right? So so what I did the first month, or I wanted to do the first month, and I did is I'm gonna give every single person a one hour face-to-face phone call. And so I tested it with the test group, but then I did a public opening. I got about 25 people during that public opening. I'm like, man, uh, that's that's a lot of people. And that just tells me the product is is valuable and people want to learn this stuff. And the the shitty situation that I've been through made me a very trusted person to learn from because I've personally been through everything, every single situation and everything that I'm teaching.
0: You're like, don't, don't worry about being embarrassed. Don't come and tell me, Oh, I racked up, you know, $10,000 in credit card debt. Cause I was buying purses or something. You're like, Hey, at least it wasn't 85. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's that. And that's, that's really big, right? I mean, you need to be able to understand where people are coming from.
1: And that's what a lot of people say. I mean, they're like, I'm comfortable learning from you and telling you and your team, because you've been in a shit, in a worse situation than I'm in. Yeah you're not somebody that's always been successful. I knew you were completely, completely broken at one time. You were not making any kind of moves that you're making right now. And that's what I wanna learn from. Yes. And I did a face-to-face call for the first 30 days with every single person. I was doing them every single day. I ended up doing one-to-one calls for the next 12 months with 750 students because
0: 175 hours yeah yeah i love it i love it (laughs) i i I believe that it is called hustle
1: (laughs) i believe it is i believe it is and the support aspect especially on a level of not just communication via dms but like face-to-face phone calls um just like if you, if I check my archives in my Instagram, I posted every single student that I that I had a one-to-one with. We did um, or if you check like if you check on Instagram, uh, I have a testimonials thing, and I I posted a lot of my one-to-ones on there, and I uh, I did so with uh, a stack of credit cards. So like some students will, will have one credit card, some of my more advanced students will have like twenty credit cards. Yeah. And I had a I had a photo uh, every single day, just letting people know that. Hey, I'm, I'm hundred percent in on this thing to help people. And so for 12 months, I had 750 photos of my story of, of doing a one-to-one with a different student holding up some credit cards. Yeah. Just to show people how fucking serious I was yeah.
0: about really making moves. Yeah. You were going to do it. You're going to do the work. And you know what I love about this is when that quote, I mentioned it uh, uh, before, which is a Ryan holiday quote is, you know, um, the obstacle isn't something you overcome. The obstacle literally becomes the way. And I I, I read this book many times, right? And um, it was funny because you know, we all think we have problems, everything else like that. And I was reading this book, this book, and I'm like, yeah, I, I get this, right? I, I have, I have issues. I mean, you know, I, I didn't get that, you know, big deal I wanted. I got issues, right? And then I um, ended up paralyzed and I was in the hospital and I was lying in the hospital um, after I was, I was on life support and I wasn't on tubes anymore. And I was lying in there and I'm looking out the window and I'm sitting there going, okay, maybe I should revisit this book, right? And it, it was at that point, like you, like everybody, and even too, like this, I'm talking medical, but I, before we mentioned in this, we mentioned uh, my business deal that went south. My business deal that went south that almost devastated me, um, not just professionally, personally, right? Like it has had, it's one of those events that has the, the, the power to take you down mentally. Um, and out of that, I created my real estate company, which now is 10 times what my company was before. And so what I love about your story is that you're, you took the obstacle and literally made it the way. Because most people forget that if they're struggling with things, nobody wants to talk about what they're struggling. They're not posting it on social media. They're not there. But everybody is. And so all of a sudden entrepreneurs are supposed to fix problems well everybody's got these problems nobody's talking about right and that's that's why I created cash flow to freedom that's what I created all this stuff I'm like I've been there I had my sales job I had the deals that almost bankrupted me I've been you know lost my job where I'm in a hospital and my boss comes and tells me hey it was nice. Obviously, you're not working. We don't even know if you're ever going to walk again. And and sitting there in a hospital, four kids, and you just lose your job. You know, when you see those things and you do it, you can bring value. So most people don't want to talk about it. Most people don't want to say, listen, I got a divorce. It almost ruined me, Right. I had all the stuff. Instead, they sweep that under the rug and they don't want to talk about it when really that's the value they can provide to others because they made it past it. they learned something. And so you're taking this obstacle that you had that almost broke you and you figured out a way to not only give it to help other people, but also to monetize it, to build a business out of it and to make your path moving forward. Um, it's a It's a fantastic lesson. Everybody needs to learn it. It's it is what makes us right, and if you can master that, it 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 opens doors. I mean, I, it's a great great story. I love it, and so you're doing that now, right? I'm doing that now, and, and it's it's one of my main businesses. And what other businesses do you do? I've stopped doing the uh, <clears throat> the single family stuff, yeah. the, the four flex stuff,
1: and I, I'm at a point where I've I've scaled my banking relationships and my credit. Uh, to where I can start doing multifamily deals. Yeah. And I think that's going to be an opportunity, uh, as as I said in the beginning, probably in the next 12 to 36 months. And so the main thing that I'm focused on right now is getting as much cash flow as I can, getting yeah. as much capital, uh, increasing my buying power, which by the way, if, if you're doing real estate, is best done through credit unions. You first start with the major players.
0: I. I I am um, 65 or 60% of my business is done through a credit union. The only reason they don't do the rest of it is because federal law dictates them for having so much. Uh, they, they just can't it's against the rules because we have a lot of real estate um, 150 million. And so they just tapped out on their limits, whatnot. So then because they liked it so much, they went and started collateralizing our debt, moving it off their books, but we kept the terms and the relationship to put on more debt to work with us. The terms that we get from our credit unions, it, it's it's not even comparable to the national banks. No prepayments, low interest rates, they let us do whatever we want. Um, I could not agree more. I'm a huge proponent of credit unions for real estate. It's the only way to do it. Yeah, it's we are start off with the with the with the major players.
1: Yep. You know, you can start off with Wells Fargo, Chase, Amex, Boss oh, and then, and then, bam, move over and scale the relationships with the credit unions. Yes. Because down the line, that's where you're going to get the low APR, more yes. capital. It's, it's basically the same product, except the major players
0: have brand. And that's who you're paying for. Well, it, we, so first of all, one of the major problems we had with uh, the big players is we think they're completely out of touch with reality. Um, Wells Fargo screwed us on closing. We were sitting at the closing of one of our deals. They called us up and changed the terms. Uh, We're at the title company. They called us up and changed the terms at the title company because they feel that they can do anything that they want. And as we found out from Wells Fargo later on, they screwed everybody. But, um, when you look at those big banks, you are paying for the brand and it goes to their head. And another problem for most of America is that you're dealing with somebody out of San Francisco or New York. Well, I live in Idaho. I have deals across five different states, but to them, they don't even know that they don't even know where we are. They think we're Iowa. So when you got a New York banker looking at one of our deals, they view it as a oh you know, well, this isn't a Manhattan skyscraper, right? But then the local credit unions are very keyed in to the local values of real estate. And they have to credit unions have to deploy capital in their area. And they only make money because they're a credit union on deploying that capital, not like investment banks, right? Not like these big banks. So they really are on your side. I could not agree more with that.
1: 100%. And so the, the game plan for me is um, the online education business is, is just one of the main businesses. And it's, uh, it's kind of sprouted into a bunch of different partnerships on the travel hacking side, on the, on the credit side, on the funding side, um, going into e-com, uh, kind of going back into the real estate stuff and single family stuff. Uh, I've, I've built a lot of partnerships and I've implemented all these things from the experiences and what I've learned from the sales job and that startup. Literally, all the operations that I have in my businesses are from what I learned in that startup. Pretty much, like ninety percent of them. All the data, the team, who I need on the team, hiring, firing. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been able to do that or have the success that I
0: have with everything that I'm doing right now if I didn't have that
1: experience.
0: Okay, everybody listening to this episode right now. Y- so much of the stuff that we preach on cash flow to freedom is shown here um, a lot of people know that my co-host um, who's on when we don't do interviews um, uh, rock who um, has multiple brands um, e-commerce multi-million dollar brands um, he started at a call center and he ended up finding me and just annoying me for six months to mentor him um, and instead I didn't I don't do that and so he's like okay I'll just come work for free because he knew the knowledge that he would receive from our team and our firm was he came, worked for us for five years, right? And now has multi, multi, uh, multi-million multi dollar businesses, including partnerships with us. Um, and he's 23, I think Brock's 23, 24. And it, you look at this and just like what you're talking about. He went and found, he paid for the education through actual effort and work doing it, made connections. So people that are trying to create opportunities, you got to get out there and you got to go where the opportunities are. First of all, that's the first problem, right? They're working at a place for a paycheck that they're not going to learn anything. Go to where you can learn, get the opportunities just like you did. Then from there, take those connections and leverage them. And two, pay more back than you ever ask for. Ever ask for and opportunities just tend to flow. It's I, I don't want to overcomplicate it for people because it is. And two, the, what you learned a good good point. Where you learned and everybody, you can listen to the podcast with me and Rock. We talk exactly about this. I don't know when it's coming out, but um, it's it's on entrepreneurship start start uh, startups. What you said about how what you learned in doing uh, for your sales job, it, I love this because it it wasn't an educational company, right? It wasn't online, it didn't have anything to do with real estate. That was the same with Rock. Rock came and worked for us, had nothing to do with online e-commerce, but people assume, don't don't understand that what he was learning was how to start and run businesses, right? He was learning how to sell. He was learning how to position himself. And that's what you need to learn. And that that's the stuff that you learned, the stuff that wrong learned stuff that's stuff that you don't learn at a school and you need to figure out how to get that and learn that information. So, uh, it just fan, this is a fantastic episode for people starting up. Um, I love your story. I love, uh, you know, the struggle you've gone through and everything. Um, and you know, you, you, you'll figure things out. You're going to keep growing and you're going to kill it because you learned that there are multiple ways to skin a cat and you just need to figure out even when you're in the depths of despair, how to do it. Um, It's just awesome, man. Um, You know, I I don't want to take, I think we're at an hour and a half. This may be the longest episode we've ever done. But um, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to have you come on again because I get a lot of questions on travel hacking and a lot of this stuff that you're talking about. So I'm not even going to ask. You're going to come on again. Um, So we'll have you on again here in like six months because me and you could talk for another hour and a half. Um, which after we stop this episode, I'm going to talk to you like I do with all my guests and pick their brains because that's why I do this to make connections like this one, which is another thing that I would give to audience like, like me and Jan are doing right here, right now. How do you expect to create opportunities and results if you're not out connecting, learning things that you don't know and finding people that have skill um, that is what creates opportunities. So before we let you go, where can people go to find you? I, I'll put the, it in our show notes and we'll have it on our site, everybody too. Our show notes, we we translate onto the site. So you can go to Um but it will be also in the bottom show notes. Um, we'll we'll link up to uh, your site, Instagram. Where's the best place?
1: The best place is Instagram. That's where perfect. it's the fastest, easiest way to reach me. Uh, that's where I put, I, I got content coming every single day on my story. Haven't missed two years, by the way, of some piece of value on my Instagram story, two years. That's how dedicated I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh,
1: I need to get better.
0: Is- I need to get better at that. I'm on Instagram, but I just get in the zone, and I need to learn from people like you. And to all our listeners, I apologize. I know a lot of you following me on Instagram, and I don't do anything. I'll get better, and I promise. Because Jan's telling me to get better. I just followed you on Instagram which, yeah, your Instagram's a lot cooler than mine. Um, So (laughs) you're a lot more entertaining uh, than I am. So (laughs) I'm pretty boring. But, yep, I got you there. Where else?
1: Awesome. Well, IG is probably the best way. I mean, it's uh, DM you. By by the way, it's it's at king.credit on Instagram.
0: Oh, I looked up your personal one. So you have two.
1: Which one did you look at?
0: Hold on. Let me see here. I just went to, maybe I just looked up your name, but maybe that was the title of your Instagram. Um, yeah, it is. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, kingcredit.com. I looked at just your name. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. there's,
0: there's you sitting on the bowl on Wall Street right there. Everybody jump on. I, I mean, totally entertaining Instagram page. So, and they can DM you and um, get in touch that way. Cool. Uh,
1: but but yeah.
0: Definitely
1: got to focus on Instagram on any, like I got on TikTok about three months ago and I was like, I was like, nah, TikTok's a bunch of BS. It's not going to pop off. IG is where it's at. But that's a, that's a very, very stupid way to think about things. Because if you got a platform where you can reach millions of people and the platform organically allows you to reach more people just with the algorithm. Yeah. How are you not like how, how could you not do that? And I'm yes. and I thought to myself, all right, you gotta get on it. Yeah. And in three months, because that, that platform was fairly new, I got just under half a million followers wow. in three months. In three months. Wow. And literally, I'm I'm walking into a restaurant in LA and they're like, Is this you? Is this you? Are you the TikToker? I'm like. I'm like, how do you, I, I'm like, what kind of world do we live is in? that where crazy? Are nice as a TikToker. Jeez.
0: Absolutely crazy. Well, man, yeah. this is great advice. We'll wrap up the episode for everybody, but I'll talk to you here and after, but thanks. Appreciate you coming on, man. Awesome, brother. Thank you for having me on. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflowwiththenumber2freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.